The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not that. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. Hello. Hello. Everyone. What's up? We are back again. Mm-hmm. Another week has passed. I'm a week older. And we are recording this a day early. Yeah. 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 So uh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Zach, how has your week been? Um, I have to think. <laughs> it's been <laughs> fine. Not really eventful. This coming weekend is it the no 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 not this weekend but the weekend after it's gonna be july 9th july 8th through the 11th i'll be in wisconsin july 11th through the 18th i'll be in florida yay <laughs> yeah pretty much <clears throat> so well we'll have stuff figured out yeah we'll that. we'll have a pre-recorded episode for mm-hmm. that week for you guys oh, so yeah. that's exciting and uh <clears throat> with me this week Nothing much has gone down, you know? <laughs> like, I can't say that anything's been, like, super exciting. I mean, you guys hung out overnight, and mm-hmm. and we watched uh, uh, mm-hmm. all of season four of Rick and Morty. Because you haven't watched it. Because I hadn't watched it before, yeah. and I don't want to develop an app. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, we rewatched uh, Bo, I, I, Bo Burnham's Inside. Uh-huh. I feel indifferent about dragons now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the dragons are not good pets, you know. Mm. Now that you really think about it, they're pretty messy <laughs> and sexually frustrated apparently. All the time. All the time. Mm. Even with mammoths. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, uh there was trailers, well, we saw a few of them. Fear Street 1994 released their trailer. I like is, that trailer. It's very slasher. That yeah, they had the white zombie point. <laughs> White Zombie, Rob Zombie's band playing mm-hmm. in the background, and yeah. that was sick. That already got me in the mood. I was like, oh yeah, this that, is going to be a good slasher, you know, when you use the heavy metal music. That you know, will good. actually maybe be the Saturday episode. Right, right. Like a spitting spoiler Because it for comes out this Friday. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty excited about that one, yeah. you know, especially with it being a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh crap oh yeah black widow black 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 widow <laughs> black. that spider with the black and red back black widow uh, yeah one of them one of them uh black widow finally comes out next weekend this yeah next july week, 9th july 9th yeah we won't i won't be here yeah uh i you can probably see it uh yeah no I, i'm i'm gonna watch it but yeah. uh, i'll have to go see it when i get back right um but, or you could just watch it again with me, and we could just make it an episode. Uh-huh. That's probably what will happen. Whatever, you know. Oh, um, yeah. But, yeah, that finally comes out after it should have came out in May of last year. Right. Uh, but, uh, of course... Over a year later, you know. Yeah. Oh, we're getting it, finally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the, Clifford, the Clifford the Big Red Dog trailer came out. That I was... remember that we talked about this a while ago. Yeah, because the freaking props were the, terrifying. The prop, the prop for Clifford was <laughs> terrifying. It was pretty scary. Yeah, yeah, and I can get why people would just look at it. 
Right. Like, even if it's, like, a big red dog, you'd still get the shock from the mocap thing that they were using. Right. Uh, it's two people. <laughs> it was two people in a red suit. I know. And they were just holding up this big plastic uh, fake dog. It's like people who dress up like the Chinese New Year dragons, uh-huh. like, except they're all in one big long suit that's supposed to be a dragon but, but this was supposed the to be trailer a dog, came out and uh yeah it's, it's very like, it's just gonna be cringe at some point we, we just watched it like emily elizabeth <laughs> shed her tear and the single tear grew the dog like it the was, size of her room didn't you say this like, is going to entertainment uh tonight no entertainment tonight released the trailer and i'm like ew who fucking puts their movies out to entertainment tonight mm. you know what i mean like the initial release trailers yeah that's fucking know. strange to me. Honestly, it feels very kitty. Uh, I mean, it's like, supposed to be. There, there, there's points when the dog should have killed people, like legit. On the bridge. On the bridge when he smacked her dad into the wall when he popped the ball when he threw the ball literally up in the air and came down. He could have bro- He should have broken some bones. It's yeah. all being flung into the tree. It was like, definitely not safe. He also ate another dog. Yeah, it, put it in his mouth. He didn't swallow it. Didn't swallow, but still ate. Literally put it in his mouth. Like, right. Yeah. I don't know. Feel indifferent about that. Yeah, I don't feel <laughs> so good about that. You yeah. know, um, the the dog itself was mo-capped correctly. Yes. Uh, I really enjoyed, like, the the look on the dog's face and everything, but it just looks so out of place. Like, it, does. it, it doesn't even look like it blends in at all. Like, it's even from... Like, like it's even a really large dog. You yeah. know what I mean? It's really weird. I feel like this could have been an animated film. But Should have been an animated film. Mm. Could have done that. Oh, well, uh, about all the stuff this week, though, there's been a few things that have happened. Uh, just a few days ago, someone, not a good person, <laughs> but someone who is very, uh, very well known, uh, died. And that is John McAfee. If you don't what don't know John McAfee, uh, McAfee is a old anti-software. It's like one of the first anti-softwares. Antivirus software. Antivirus software is yep. made. Uh, it doesn't work right anymore. But you know what? It was like, yeah because it's literally a fucking Trojan horse that you put on your fucking computer. Pretty much, like but in in the, in the early days, this is how he made his money. In the early days, he literally started as he was a computer programmer and he started that. He made McAfee. And he sold that. And then after he resigned, he went on to doing a bunch of other shit. Uh, yeah, involving is, uh, bit, Bitcoin promotion yeah. and being an international fugitive. You yeah, know? he he so. he promoted recreational drug use. He went on. He got in real trouble with the government, so he fled the country. A he, while he was ago. a person of interest in a murder case. Oh yeah, that's right. He was, in, but was never charged. Never he attempted ch- to run for president twice. Twice in 2016 and in 2020 as a libertarian. He went to other countries, sold drugs, played with guns. He became, a, I think, like a mafia boss or something. He, he ran cartels, at, like, sometimes. Yeah, he was arrested for tax evasion. Yeah, no, he was, he was finally arrested in Spain. Uh, and during that time, over a few months, he, he apparently he died only a few days ago, which, uh, trigger warning for people who are sensitive to the topic, but he died by suicide, is what they're claiming, uh, from the autopsy that they did. Now, personally... In my opinion, I don't see John McAfee as someone who would go out like that, but he, it, it depends on how his state of being was at the time. Um, 
But yeah. from all the stuff he's done, I just don't see him as a person that would go out like that, honestly. Um, I even, mean, I, he's going to go to jail for the rest of his life. I know he's, he is. He's 75 I know years it. old, I know. you know what I mean? Like, So I get why he did it. Yeah. Uh, I just he's very like snake he's very snake and conniving, so I don't know. Um, his even his wife, which his wife is that 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 black woman who did who was a bounty hunter for one of the shows a while back. I cannot remember her name, but it was like oh it was it was like semi staged and stuff like that. Uh, she still she doesn't believe that he would have done that. Some people believe that he was murdered, um, but you know what? It, it's fine, I guess. I don't know. All I all I know is that this is something kind of big, um, and at some point there is going to be a biopic about him, more than definitely, because his life is really crazy if you actually get into it. Are you fixing all the spelling errors? I always do. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's about John McAfee, uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, he's been in prison since October 2020. Arrested for tax evasion, like you said. Because he did cryptocurrency at the last minute. He was, like, doing this cryptocurrency promotion trying to create this new cryptocurrency, which was also, which I think was a scam. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in other world news, we did find something. Uh, that was definitely interesting. So apparently there is now a fifth ocean on the Earth. So Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, and Arctic... And now, southern. <laughs> we now have a southern ocean uh, surrounding Antarctica, according to the National Geographic Society. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, this doesn't necessarily change much. However, as the southern ocean was already widely recognized by scientists and maps, yeah. but the southern ocean probably <laughs> feels pretty good about being official now, you know. So uh, the Southern Ocean has uh, long been recognized by scientists, but because there was never an agreement internationally, we never officially recognized it. Uh, the National Geographic Society ge geographer Alex Tate said, um, according to National Geographic, the debate over whether or not the water surrounding Antarctica should be considered an ocean uh, stems from ocean's characteristics. Was it unique enough that it deserved its own name? Or is the water there just the colder portions of the other oceans of the world? Uh, I think it's an ocean anyways. You know what? It is a big enough amount of water around that one center point. Right. At the base of our Earth, so... Uh, beyond what the eye can see in the Southern Ocean, the ocean's uniqueness comes from the fact that, that, that it's the only one in the world that touch and interact with three other world oceans. It's also the only ocean that completely surrounds a continent. Yep. Uh, however, it's not the characteristics of the nearby continent or the way the ocean touches other oceans that define the Southern Ocean. It's the current. Uh, whereas the four oceans are defined by the continents captured within the oceans, the Southern Ocean is defined by the Antarctic Circumpolar Current, or the ACC, created by about 34, mil about 34 million years ago, according to National Geographic. This current was created when Antarctica separated from South America, and it currently flows west to east around the icy continent, centered broadly around a latitude of 60 degrees south. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. The ACC transport more water than any other ocean current in the world, and because it moves water from the Atlantic, Pacific, and Indian Ocean, it transports water-based heat around the planet. Uh, cold, dense water that sinks to the ocean floor off Antarctica also helps store carbon in the deep ocean. In both ways, the Southern Ocean has a crucial impact on Earth's climate. Okay. 
Yeah, so it, it's pretty. They've been referring. Yeah, they've been referring to these Antarctic waters as the Southern Ocean for about two decades, like since ninety nine. I feel like I've known about this for a while. Yeah, yeah, but as of February this year, it's began to see the Southern Ocean as its own distinct body of water. And it's now made, been made official as of this month, so expect future maps and textbooks uh, to show the Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, and Arctic as usual, and now the Southern Ocean, too. Cool. So. That's cool. Lots of cool stuff, scientific stuff. I like scientific stuff. Me, too. And now yeah. you know something and new. eventually, I want the whole ocean to be explored, but that's going to take <laughs> we've a only, while. We've only discovered, like, freaking 5%. 5 7%. Like, yeah. it's very small amount. Yeah. More space than our own ocean. But, like, the ocean is big, so... Eventually, we'll figure it out. All I know is that there's more species down there than there is on Earth. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, a lot of undiscovered creatures. Um, like, we could have a Leviathan from... Uh, uh, <laughs> what's that fucking game? Uh, the one Subnautica? Subnautica, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't think of it. I was like, the other planet, you get trapped on this... Subnautica, that's yeah. it. Make you base. Yeah, uh, big, big villain monsters. Yeah. Speaking of big villains, uh, Shang-Chi is... I saw this in the trailer and I, I I couldn't believe it for a second, but I'm 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 getting more excited about it. Plus, I feel like Fing Fang Foom was also in the trailer, right? Which which is really cool. If it is Fing Fang Foom, I would like it to be Fing Fang Foom. But anyways, it's good to see that a classic Marvel villain is coming back from Phase One. Um, <clears throat> a lot of, uh, but yeah, a lot of people don't know that uh, the Incredible Hulk. Is it the, was that what it was called from two thousand eight? Yeah, yeah, that one with uh, Edward Norton uh, is actually canon in the Mar MCU. Um, I know, which is just so like <clears throat> because they had Robert Downey Jr. and they had Nick Fury in the end, right? Oh, uh, end credits. So yeah, but it is canon. But they uh, are bringing back Abomination. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's the last time he was spotted, uh, uh, and uh, since the second film in the Infinity Saga, everything's been a little shook up, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he appeared in a brief teaser in the final moments of the newest trailer, which arrived a couple days ago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh -huh. uh, it's the first new look at the powerful villain in well over a decade, although Abomination was discussed during 2011 Marvel one-shot The Consultant and mentioned in passing during a 2014 episode of the first season of Agents of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Shang-Chi isn't the only new place Abomination will be making his mark, however, with Marvel previously confirming that Tim Roth is scheduled to return as Abomination in the upcoming Disney Plus series She-Hulk. Oh, fun. Yeah, I it's know, right? cool. Uh, anyway, uh, Shang-Chi arrives, uh, in cinemas on September 2nd in Australia and September 3rd in North America and the UK. Cool. Yep. Uh, we'll probably have we'll watch it and do a spitting spoilers on it more than likely, honestly. Right. Um, yeah, but that's cool. So that's we don't have a lot of Marvel new news, honestly. No, DC, not this week. Not even superhero news in general, but uh, we do have something about the DCEU, specifically the Suicide Squad, aka Suicide Squad Two, directed by James Gunn. Um, and there was a new trailer that came out that kind of shows or iterates that i think bloodshot is that his name bloodshot yeah bloodshot played by idris el uh, no Bloodsport played Blood by yeah. played by idris elba um <clears throat> he is like the prominent role 
I'm pretty sure in this new film. Um, or like the, the main character is essentially what you get, right. essentially. Um, which is pretty cool. It has like a little backstory. But it essentially has Amanda Waller saying that Bloodsport shot uh, Superman and put him in the hospital with a kryptonite bullet. Right. And some fans weren't too happy about that. They weren't that. too psyched up about that because they're like, wait, can't he just like stop a bullet? Yeah, can't he just stop a bullet? But it is also kryptonite, which is... is but uh, he can move faster than a bullet. I know. But the thing is, is that uh, Bloodsport has like exceptional aim. He is he is very he is a tactician, uh, uh, exceptional aim, very good accuracy, and he can read people's mo- uh, movements. If I'm pretty sure, right? Um, so makes him pretty a pretty hard to t- a pretty hard target to dodge when he has a uh, a gun full a fully automated gun. Um, but he shot him with the kryptonite bullet from what the trailer says. James Gunn got some flack for it because people didn't want to believe that or they believed that that's just too easy for Superman to get taken down. Then he, he, then he snapped back with a Twitter, uh, a Twitter uh, upload of a comic panel that shows that Superman was in the hospital and he explains that Bloodsport shot him with the kryptonite bullet. So it has happened in the comics. So... Uh, yeah, he's just pulling it from the comics, essentially. But that's not all. Uh, there was a, another rumor that get, went around, and James Gunn had to respond to that as well because it's pretty funny. Uh, J- uh, James Gunn was making waves this week as he replied to amusing DCEU Superman rumor from a fan. Uh, <laughs> basically, what happened was the fan said that because of uh, him getting shot by a bullet, people wanted... Uh, made a rumor that Superman, Henry Cavill Superman, was shot in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why he's not appearing anymore in the DCEU. Uh, (laughs) What the fuck? uh, Which uh, James Gunn is just kind of like, well, this is the first time I've heard of this rumor, so... Right, doesn't seem like plastic surgeries Uh, in the cards. Yeah, exactly. They they... couldn't cut into his skin. Um, oh no! Yeah, it just comes from fans wanting to know whether Henry Cavill's time as Superman is officially over. It 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 might be honestly. I don't know what they're gonna. I like do. Henry Cavill as Superman. I do too. I can't get past. He's what, very stoic. What yeah. his fake face? The fake the fake mustache. Yeah. Yeah. The fake the cover up of the mustache, which sucks. I mean, it's better now. It's better now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure Bloodsport just shot Superman, put him in the hospital, essentially. Um, uh, it's not gonna put Superman out for that long, honestly. But you know what? I'm excited for this one because I like James Gunn as director, and I really like his style, and I think he's gonna do a good job with this one. So, Solid, yeah. solid. Yeah. Uh, but that's pretty much it for the superhero stuff. Um... I mean, we do have something supernatural, though. Oh, wait. Did I really skip one? It's all right. I'll just do this one first since you already mentioned it. But uh, Jared Padalecki wasn't told about Supernatural's prequel. And uh, I I may have mentioned this last week, but I don't think that I did. I don't think we did. But uh, it's like a little bit updated now. So Uh Um, Jared Padalecki has confirmed on Twitter that he and Jensen Ackles had a great talk and that things are good between them. Um, yeah, yeah, so, like, there's, because he had originally tweeted out, he was just like, I wish I would have known about this before everybody else on Twitter. Yeah. Like, and that sucks, because he was, like, 50% of the fucking show, you know what I mean? Like, 
he was uh, the younger brother Sam. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh... So, it's not starring Jensen Ackles? So, it is starring Jensen Ackles, but... And his wife is actually uh, the one who's producing it. Okay. And, uh... Um... Uh, yeah, so his wife, Danielle Ackles, will co-executive produce the prequel series called The Winchesters, uh, starring Sam and Dean Winchester's parents. While Ackles will repose his role as Dean to narrate the series, his co-star and on-screen brother, Jared Padalecki, will not be involved. Why? He's just narrating. Oh. Like, all Dean is doing is narrating. Okay. That's about it. In the same way that, like, uh, Bobby would. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you remember Bobby. Oh, well, that sucks for Jared. Idiot. I feel bad for Jared that he didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel bad for him, too, because that's kind of a fucking way to drop off 327 episodes, mm-hmm. which I still haven't seen the final season. I like, have not I don't either. like. I don't like when things end. I don't like, think I finished the fourth season. I oh, no, I don't even think I finished it. I've dropped off at the 13th season, and then I haven't watched any of the other stuff yet. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I but... Have- Anyways, I'm going to go back to the one I skipped. Yeah, for sure. I, so. it's, it's small, so I, I skipped it on accident. Right, uh, right. No biggie. Patty Jenkins, if you don't know, who has worked on, who is the director of Wonder Woman 1 and 2. Um, she is directing the Star Wars Rogue Squadron movie, but she is not writing it. It will be written by Love and Monster scriptwriter Matthew Robinson. Nice. And if you don't know, we had a... Sp- Spitting spoilers about Love and Monsters, and we both really liked yeah, it. Yeah, it was excellent. Yeah. so We th- should do a spitting spoilers about, uh, sorry to bother you. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like we need to have Jag and John watch it, though. I know. Yeah, they would love it, honestly. For sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, about this, uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron it has been announced. Uh, it will be written by Matthew Robinson, uh, which is really good news. Robinson is the writer of really a lot of favorite films, uh, not just Love and Monsters. He worked on Adventuring Line, Monster Trucks, Dora. He worked on the new Dora and the Lost City of Gold, but he also worked on... Uh, he has up the upcoming film projects such as Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat, what? And uh, the remake of Little Shop of Horrors. Interesting. So, yeah. That's quite a quite a spread there. Uh-huh. If yeah. you would. God, what a, why is it not telling me anything about Star Wars Rogue Squadron? I've heard of it, but I need to just look it up to make sure. Rogue Squadron. Oh yeah, it was a video game, that's right. It was a video game. You've got to play it. But uh The story will Jesus. Where is it? Oh, well, you know what? <clears throat> if you want to look it up. Oh, yeah, this is what Patty Jenkins says. We're doing something original with great influence from the games and books. There's a lot of things being acknowledged and understood. Hopefully she doesn't muddle it up with, not like, 1984. Is that what it was mm-hmm. called? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, this is a, yeah... It is Star Wars Workshop and will be an entirely new and original story and not an adaptation of the novel or video game series. So, yeah, they're making their own own story. It's, that's why I couldn't find anything about the story. So, right. Yeah, there isn't really much else about it. It's still in development. So, But something that is pretty much out of development. Well, a little bit. <laughs> it's post-production. It's post-production. Like. And it already had a release date, and it was delayed once, but now it's being delayed again. 
Dune, guys. Like, that big epic that everybody's been arguing about. HBO Max. No HBO Max. It's going to theaters. It's going to HBO Max. We're going to fight about it. It's it's still going to HBO Max. It's still going to but HBO Max. The you issue guys signed is a that, fucking contract. Yeah, the, the issue is, is that it's getting delayed by three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Again. Again. Again, it's, yeah. This is like, the second time it's been delayed. Yeah. Yeah. It moved from October 1st to its new release date, which is October 22nd. Uh, the delay is a result of a series of shuffles among a bunch of Warner Brothers' September-October <coughs> film releases alongside Dune's new date, The Many Saints of Newark, which is the uh, prequel uh, from the show The Sopranos, yeah, if you guys have ever seen that. The Sopranos. Uh, it actually stars, uh, J- our rest in peace, James Gandolfini, but his son is actually playing him as a, as a younger, mm. uh, version of Tony Soprano. Nice. So like that, that it's actually really exciting. And that trailer actually just released too. I completely forgot to mention that the, the many saints in Newark, uh, uh-huh. that trailer just released. Yeah, yeah. We didn't watch it. I know. I know. Well, I watched it earlier. I didn't watch it with you. But uh, anyway, The Many Saints of Newark is moving from September 24th back to October 1st. Okay. Uh, But, you know, that's just a little thing, but it has some of the actors listed here, and you'll see Dave Bautista as Raban Harkonnen, uh, Oscar Isaac as Duke Leto Atreides, Stellan Skarsgård as Baron Vladimir Harkonnen, uh, Zendaya as Chani, uh, Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho, Sharon Duncan Brewster as Dr. Leet Kynes, um and, and that's, uh, it doesn't say anything about Tim- well, Timothy Calame is uh Paul Atreides. He's yeah, the main yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, but that that's gonna it, I I wish it would have came out of the original date, but you know what? I can still wait. Right. So, I'll still watch it probably in theater more than likely in theaters honestly because it's meant to be in for theaters. Right. Uh, Something that was meant to be for theaters but got picked up got by picked Netflix. up by Netflix for half a million dollar half a billion dollars was the Knives well, Out. Well, two and three. Two and three, the, 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 two movies the, for half a billion. The, the, the series. Yeah, Knives the, Out's the series. The series. Uh, so Knives Out 2 has officially started filming, and there is a photo tease for it uh, from the writer-director, uh, I don't, it doesn't, Ryan Johnson. Oh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan yeah. Johnson. Um, yeah, I, I know you still haven't seen it. <laughs> Knives Out. Yeah, I watched the first half of it. First half of it. Yeah, yeah I just exactly. didn't. I just didn't finish it. There was exactly. nothing wrong with it. I just got busy. Exactly. Like, and yeah. I never went back and I watched like it. But I want to start it over again. We do need to start because that's a. It's a really good whodunit that I. Right. Right. No, I. I was digging the vibe, you know, uh, because like I was watching the thing, you know, like the girls or the the old dude dies upstairs yep. or whatever, you know what I mean? And like somebody was there but she had to like make it look like it wasn't like what it was, but um, that was like based on what he wanted. Like I I watched the majority of the movie. I just yeah. didn't fucking get to But Daniel Craig's like, character is is essentially uh the uh the detective. Sleuth, the, yeah. the detective essentially. I cannot remember. It's Dubois. Something Dubois. But yeah. you know what? Uh, oh, Benoit. Oh, no. Benoit Blanc. Why am I saying Dubois? Dubois. Benoit Blanc is going to be reprising his role. And this is all. This is going to be an entirely new plot. But it has started filming. Um, these are going to be released on Netflix, of course. Uh and yes, the cast includes Edward Norton, Dave Bautista, Leslie Odom Jr., and Katherine Hahn. So that's some... it. Also stars Kate Hudson, Janelle Monae, yeah, Madeline yeah. Klein, and Jessica Henwick. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but you know what? Uh, there is a uh, photo that was teased, and it's just a camera. And in the background, you can see this uh, 
Riviera essentially is what I got from it. So it's going to, I, in my opinion, I think it's going to have a Mediterranean theme. There is also a photograph of Benoit Blanc's new look. Uh, for the film, and it really does look... He, ought, he looks an awful lot like Daniel Craig, if he... you don't... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Um, but, no, he's got, like, a pink uh, button down and, like, a ascot on and then long pants. It looks very tropical. So, assuming it's going to be in a uh, Mediterranean, at least in my opinion, somewhere Mediterranean. And people have speculated this could be a prequel. Um but I am looking forward to it um, because we're going to see... There's a lot more that's going to be uh, revealed uh, for this film. And, of course, it's going to be another whodunit. And, of course, it's going to have a weird twist. Right. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, something else that is releasing onto a streaming platform, and is Amazon a- Prime, and it has amazing twists to it, is Good Omens. It has finally... Fi- Finally, I watched it the day it came out. I binge-watched it the day it came out, all right? Uh-huh. Like, uh, for the second season, it's getting six episodes. They finally renewed it uh, and will be- begin filming in Scotland later this year. Uh, Amazon Studios announced on Tuesday that it has ordered a second season of the six-part fantasy drama based on the 1990 novel by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman and uh, confirmed that both Michael Sheen and David Tennant will be reprising their respective roles as the Angel, Angel Aziraphale and the Demon Crowley nice. uh, for the next chapter. So that's exciting. I've been waiting for this. Actually, I'm surprised that they didn't say this earlier. You know what I mean? But yeah. I guess they didn't get as many views as I thought that they would. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially with freaking Michael Sheen and David Tennant. Like, David Tennant's amazing. Not like Michael Sheen isn't, but like fucking David Tennant, David dude. Tennant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but anyway... It- what? Does it say anything about the plot? Uh, a plot about the the second season? Yeah. Uh, season two will explore storylines that go beyond the original source material. Okay. So, cool. <laughs> to illuminate the uncanny friendship between Aziraphale and Crowley, who will be getting back to easy living amongst mortals <laughs> in London's Soho, when an unexpected messenger presents a surprising mystery. Oh, nice. So that's like the little little thing here so it's been 31 years since good omens was published which means it's 32 years since terry pratchett and i this is a quote by the way sorry yeah and i lay in our respective beds in a seattle hotel room at a world fantasy convention and plotted the sequel gaiman revealed that a statement accompanying the renewal announcement per thr Wow. Cool. So we'll yeah. probably see this next year if I'm if I'm a certain. Most likely, yeah. like they're going to probably start uh, filming by the end of this year, which means that they'll probably be done and in post production for a six episode season. Uh, halfway third third quarter. We'll, uh-huh. we'll go with third quarter next yeah. year, like essentially. So, but that'll be cool to see. Yeah. Um, speaking of cool to see, uh, there is a kind of a revival to the Transformer series. Right. We talked about it last week about how uh, Transformers and uh, the Beast Wars uh, are coming together. Are coming together for, for a live action movie. Yeah, for Transformers Seven, which is not directed, of course, by Michael Bay. This Thank is God. by director Stephen Cappell Jr., who is directing Transformers, officially titled Transformers: Rise of the Beast, and a por- of course, who will be providing the voice of Optimus Primal, uh, one of the main pro uh, main. Auto, they're not Autobots, but one of the main good guys right. um, of of the team is going to be Ron Perlman. 
Ron Perlman. My is, favorite Hellboy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, David Harbour. No, Sorry. No, that that. I mean, I like the visuals of the new one, but I did not like the story. <laughs> no, I like like I even like the Golden Army with uh, Ron Perlman. Oh no, not, not a lot of people like the. Golden I like the Golden Army. Like. You know there was supposed to be a third one, and they did just you watch the through. animated series? I don't think the so. Hellboy the animated series. No, I don't think no, so. No, not at all. Uh, no, but uh, Pro- Optimus Primal is the leader of the Maximals, the captain of the spaceship Axelon, and and he transforms into a gorilla, big big mech gorilla. So yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, <clears throat> in battle, he is a brave and honorable warrior, warrior, loyal to his friends and respectful to his enemies. Though he's willing to do whatever it takes to fight the good fight. In Transformers lore, he once saved the life of his legendary namesake, Optimus Prime, and he had a rivalry, rivalry with Megatron, the commander of the Predacons. Though the Axelon computer suggested his beast mode to be a bat, he rejected it in favor of a more powerful gorilla. Literally, I have uh, a very old um, Transformer that is Optimus Primal. Right. And he has cannons that come onto his shoulders. I don't know if they're going to do that, but that's really cool. I really hope they do. Uh, yeah, he transforms into a gorilla. Uh, the If you don't know what the uh, the beasts are, the uh, <clears throat> Beast Wars is, essentially it's just like Transformers, but they all turn into uh, animals, essentially. Different animals. Many of the Autobots and Decepticon characters we're familiar will be back, but the movie will introduce a few other characters and factions, including the Terracons, who are a new threat to Optimus Prime, as well as the Predacons. Scourge, the leader of the Terracons, will be a main villain in the film. So, Rise of the Beast also stores Anthony Ramos uh, from In the Heights and Dominique Fishbach from Judas and the Black Messiah. Ramos previously said that the humans are the number one priority in the film. So... Yep. Yep. Uh, just a side note about Hellboy. If you guys wanted to watch the two animated movies, like uh, the first one's called Sword of Storms from 2006, and the second one was called Blood of Blood and Iron. They're adult, so uh, yeah, that means cussing and they got all the uh, the original character. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. No, they have all the cast like from the movie, uh-huh. like which was awesome, and they both did relatively well. <clears throat> so the second one is actually does better on Rotten Tomatoes than uh, the first one did. Yeah. But I follow Google like, user reviews more often. Right, seventy nine percent and seventy nine percent for yeah. both of them. So yeah, not uh, too bad. No, not not bad at all. But since we're speaking of sequels and new stuff coming out, I mean, there's a sequel to another. Uh, not not so fan. Not not a big, not a big uh, popular series, but it still has some fans who follow it. I do like the Riddick series. Um, it's also. I, it's not listed on here, but it's also getting a video game, possibly. Uh, Vin Diesel. Did we look see that Vin Diesel also wants to do a musical? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vin Diesel wants to do a musical. I read, like, four articles in a row about Vin Diesel. Vin I Diesel was like, what the crazy. fuck, dude? Yeah, Vin like, Diesel wants to do a Riddick video game. Vin Diesel wants to do a musical. Vin uh, Diesel. Maybe about Riddick. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, Vin Diesel offers an update on Riddick 4. Yeah, there is a Riddick 4 coming out. What the fuck? Yeah, I remember when the third Riddick came out. That was, uh, uh, I watched that one. That was pretty pretty unique. Uh, the script for the film of Riddick 4 is complete and ready to go. During a recent interview and with Games Radar, Diesel has said, uh, Tave, David Toy, 
Jesus. Why? Uh, he wrote a great <laughs> script. It's T W O H Y. Toy? Toy. Toy. Uh, he wrote. Like a... how I asked my dog if she wants to play. <laughs> Go get your toy. Go get your toy. Uh, he wrote a great script. It's just a matter of timing when we get to that opportunity to shoot that. But I believe we're shooting that in Australia, of course. Uh, and it will be the fourth chapter in the series, which will be awesome. Yeah, he didn't say much about it. It also previously revealed that uh, Fioria is the name of Riddick's homeworld, and this next chapter is said to serve as an origin story for Diesel's character. Um, and Toy previously said that the film would be a prequel that gives a sense of character's history. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think this film will probably come out two years, three years from now. Right. Honestly. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, that's cool. I like the Riddick series. I think they're pretty unique. Um, the third one, uh, I think was the first one I watched. And then there's Pitch... Well, the third one was the first one you I, watched? I never knew about Riddick until I saw, like, the third tra- the trailer for the third I one. I watched the fucking first one. And in the theaters with my dad, my dad took me to see Chronicles of Riddick. Like, well, there's Chronicles of Riddick, and then there was Pitch Black was the second one. And then the third one is just called Riddick, if I recall. Yeah, Yeah, the Chronicles of Riddick came out in 2004. Yeah, I was like 10. Oh, that's, a, that's the second one then. Then Pitch Black was the first one. Yeah, so Pitch Black was the first one, and then the Chronicles of Riddick was the sequel. And then after that, they had a movie called just called Riddick. And then now they're having Riddick 4, which I think is just a prequel to, like, everything. So right. I don't know what they're going to call it, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we're going to get into this next one. I and this is the last one right before break, so we're going to leave you guys with a nice little... Uh... BET is, go- <laughs> is going all out for a new film, uh, specifically about uh, people called Karens. Uh, if you don't know what a Karen is, which I, I'm pretty sure everyone does by now, uh, it's just a... What, what would you describe it as, Jasmine? A Karen, essentially. A bitch? A bitch. A, middle, <laughs> a, middle, a middle-aged lady who complains. Who complains a lot about simple things. And it, it, it's not limited to racial things, even no. though it's on BET and this is totally a racial thing. Yeah, this but one's racist. it's not always related to a racial thing when somebody calls you a Karen. Like, you could just be a complainer mm. and somebody will call you a Karen. Well, this is an upcoming so, suburban thriller called Karen, which is straight about... Straight to BET. Straight to BET, which is about a racist woman who makes life a living hill for a black family that has moved in next door to her. And the little girl at the trash can is like, she hates black people. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god yeah she uh, makes comments about her neighbor slaving away in the kitchen like and she like puts the she layers that extra like you know um racism mm-hmm. on there <laughs> by like there's saying also slay. mr slay there's also just like teenagers or something just hanging out and she calls the police on them saying they're terrorizing her yeah and they're all different skin skin tones right other than white so yeah. I was just like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, they're just sitting there filming her, and she's just, like, screaming help. And I was like... This is... The the person who's playing Karen is... This pl- is, like, the barbecue lady in Central Park. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. if you remember her, she called she called the cops on a black family because they were barbecuing in Central Park. That's fucked up. That's literally the only... The police showed up and were like, we're arresting you for disturbing the peace. Her. Yeah. Like, good. Good. Yeah. Uh, this is played by Taryn Manning, who uh, played... Uh, Pence Tucky and uh, Pence Tucky and Orange is the New Black. 
Was that really her? Yeah, that's really her. Um, is she fat now, or is that a fat suit? I don't know. I'm that not, did not look like her. It, it's her. She's just wearing a wig and stuff. Yeah. 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 They made her ugly for... Uh, I know, they made her hella ugly. Like... They made her ugly for uh, Orange is the New Black because they had to get her well, into no, the method no, search. No, but, then, like... but for the new Karen film, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, she makes comments about her neighbor slaving away in the kitchen. Yep. Uh, the film comes from director Coke Daniels. Uh, and he's looking to explore the fears and struggles of black people in a, fil- a movie thriller format. Uh, kind of what Jordan Peele has done with his films. Uh, but this one doesn't look as good as the films that Peele made. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but for real, that doesn't even, like... She probably gained It doesn't weight. even look like her. Probably like, gained weight. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way they did her hair. Did like, her hair, makeup, stuff like that. Yeah, she looks like a bitch. Uh-huh. Uh, Karen Drexler, Drexler, who is Taryn Manning's character, is a racist white woman who makes her personal mission to displace the new black family that has just moved in next and door And the cops are in on it. Yeah, the cops are in on it. Like the the other white neighbors are in. It's 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 very uh, uh, targeting. Yeah, yeah, is what I'm getting. Very much so. <clears throat> the community activist Malik uh, Corey ha- Jesus Hardrick and his wife uh, Amani Yasmin Burke are a couple who have just moved to Atlanta suburb, but they won't be backing down without a fight. So. Yeah, we watched it. It's you should check it out for yourself, honestly. Yeah, the <laughs> it looks like a very interesting film, and mm. I kind of want to watch it just to like laugh at it. You know what I mean? But at yeah. the same time, it's like sad that somebody made a movie. Well, like there it. is also that the 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 I can't remember, but it was a, uh, a network or a news article uh, website that made. Uh, oh no, it was Ben Shapiro's film. Uh, r- sorry, I just hit the mic. Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Run, hide, and fight. The, the school shooting f- uh, film. Was that his film? Yeah, I think it was a film that he advocated at least. Uh, but that's all about how you would fight back against school shooters. So what the hell? <laughs> all yeah, right. So we're getting into these controversial films right now. Yeah. yeah. But uh, alas, children, we have come to halftime. You know what that means? It means we're gonna have a short little break, a little intermission, a little pause spot for you, and we will be right back. And we are right back into the swing things. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We have some more uh, 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 O's. We have have, uh, gaming, well, gaming related news. Essentially, this is kind of our last stuff about films and TVs and such, but it is game related as it is about Halo. Um, and what Halo. do I mean by Halo? Well, there is a Halo TV, TV series that's been work, been in the works. What's Halo about? Are you really going to ask me that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was for somebody who had never heard of okay. Halo. If before. I really want to explain what Halo is, it's like one of the first sci-fi, big sci-fi games. It involves a guy named Master Chief who's fighting these aliens named the Covenant over these things called Halo Rings, which are basically universe destroyers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that's essentially what the entire thing is about. That's hot. That's uh, hot. And the and the humans are losing. So, yeah. And Halo is working. And finally, after a few years, Halo Infinite is going to come out later this year. They're probably on the twentieth anniversary of Halo, uh, because this is the twentieth year 
since the it will be twenty years since Halo, the first Halo game came out. Um, but there is a Halo TV series that's been in the works. Uh, and yeah, it was first announced. It had Kyle Killen. He was attached to it as showrunner. Uh, and he worked on previous series as Lone Star, Awake, and Mind Games. But Killen apparently stepped down. And Stephen Kane, whose production credits include American Dad and The Last Ship, took over as showrunner. According to Variety, even if Halo is picked up for a second season, Kane won't be sticking around. That's right. The hey, uh, season one showrunner is going to leave after the first season. Wow. Yeah. Initially, this was supposed to be a Showtime project. But uh, the Halo series will debut instead on Paramount Plus. Uh, Paul Schreiber, if you don't know that name, he if you uh, he was from Orange Is the New Black as Pornstash. Um, if you've ever watched that, uh, he he is cast as Master Chief and Jen Taylor, who is voice who will be voicing Cortana in the games, will reprise her role as Cortana herself. Natasha McElhone will play Dr. Catherine Halsey, who helped develop uh, Master Chief, uh, with uh, Shibana Amiz, Jesus, as me, as Admiral Margaret Perengoski. Perengoski and Bokeem Woodbine as privateer and old friend of Master Chiefs named Soren006, uh, or 006. Uh, as for what it's about, the Halo TV show will be a new story rather than a direct adaptation of any of the games or novels, though back in 2018, Showtime's president of programming, Gary Levine, described it as being incredibly respectful to the canon, uh, so that's good, uh, and Halo is currently scheduled to release early in 2022 on Paramount+. Plus. Turn up. Yeah, uh, hopefully it turns out good. I know the Halo TV series has been in the works for a long time. It has been in develop. Originally, it was supposed to be a movie. They did have like a, a limited series called Until Dawn, um, or Halo. I think it was Halo Until Dawn. I can't remember. It was had the word Dawn in it, um, not the Until Dawn game. Um, but yeah, uh, oh, Forward Onto Dawn. That's what it was called. Uh, that was kind of like a limited thing that they ran for Halo 4. So this is officially actually like a TV series that they are working on, which right. is cool. Uh, hopefully they do it justice. Hopefully it sticks to the canon, and hopefully it isn't just a mess. So right. Yeah, uh, because it has been in development so hell for so long, uh, and it sucks that the showrunner is leaving after the first season. I know that's such a bad sign. Right I don't. Off, right I off really the bat. don't like that. Uh, Me either. But you know what? If they get someone who uh, it, who somehow brings it around for the second season, that'll be cool. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of Halo, Halo is made, of course, by uh, uh, develop helping produced by uh, the Microsoft and distributed for Xbox and PC. Uh, exclusive anyways so but because of that microsoft is a big company and they have announced a new thing they are working on <laughs> no surprise here microsoft has announced windows 11 it's next gen quote-unquote windows os yes. yeah. we'll see how good it is <laughs> is it windows 7 material i don't know you mm. know what i mean like will it hold it's up windows 1995 windows 9 it's windows xp 2.0 I mean, I didn't dislike XP, actually. Windows 95 2.0. <laughs> Windows 2000. Windows 2000. Yeah, 2000. like that shit. Windows 98, though. That'd be fire. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, it's a successor to Windows 10. Microsoft's latest operating system introduced some improvements to the user 
interface. Let's start with a new start menu that is now located in the center of the taskbar. I don't know if I'd like that. Mm. I'm, it's always been there. Yeah. You know? But uh, anyway, at first glance, Windows 11 uh, user interface resembles the canceled Windows 10X. <laughs> I want to I see this user Which was an OS that was planned for dual screen devices like the Surface Neo. Yo, um, why does it look so much like an Apple product now? <laughs> Windows 11 will also incorporate a lot of interesting features found on Microsoft's Xbox Series X and S game consoles, including auto HDR and an Xbox Game Pass app built directly into the operating system, which oh, is cool. cool. I like that. Yeah, me too. Uh, the OS will also integrate Microsoft Teams, and more surprisingly, uh, Windows 11 will support and run Android apps through the new Windows Store. Oh. So that's exciting. Uh, to receive a free upgrade for Windows 11, Windows 10 PC owners must meet the minimum requirements needed to run Windows 11. So pretty much if you have a computer that is um, less than, I'd say, five to seven years old you'll be uh, fine uh, anyway you need a uh 64-bit processor four gigs of ram and a 64 gig gigabytes of storage if you meet the criteria windows 11 will arrive on your pc the same way windows 10 updates were delivered to your computer however uh windows 11 will launch later this year for windows insiders uh and that started yesterday yeah, that's the beta uh, build. June 28th. That's the beta build. The beta build? Yeah, that's It's what probably it the exact same. Yeah, like the beta build. Well, when they mean by beta build, it means like it's still in development and working on some fleshing out and stuff like that. Right, so, yeah. So it looks pretty clean. It almost looks like a phone AI. That's what I'm getting at, but then like when I look at the like the color and the taskbar and stuff, like you're... Well, the... I, it's customizable. It's Microsoft, you know what I yeah, mean? You, I don't, know you can change the color. Like I, I'd make mine black like how it is now, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Uh, with the dark screen, but I like the orange. They've included the orange. Different, different slides here. I was getting Apple vibes from that, a bit. Mm, yeah, it still looks similar though, and uh, everybody's all changing their freaking uh, little icons. You know uh -huh. what I mean for the for the next gen update. Yeah, essentially. true. Flat. And they're they're making them flat and simple. Let's make them all flat and well, no, I get the reasoning. It makes it easy to produce. So like if you ha if you have to put the logo on multiple different things, it makes it easy to produce and doesn't take as much time. That being said, I do like dy dynamic logos. They look cooler. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. Uh, yeah, we're still in Microsoft, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, Microsoft sorry, I just kind of no, went No, you're good. A, Microsoft a has also decided to do something for in-app revenue. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Microsoft's 100 to 0 split on in-app revenue does not apply to game developers. Which sucks, but you know what? Uh, it is a good, the 100 and 0 split is actually... Well, no, that's a good thing. What, doesn't apply? Yeah, it does not apply to game developers. Huh. So, so like, the, the game developers will keep their revenue. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, see, I it, it's a little confusing to read that. Yeah. Because I'm uh, not good with the, the splitting of, of, of uh, revenue and stuff like that. So, yeah. I don't really fully understand it. As, as oh, I oh, I got that confused. I flip-flopped it. It's bad for game developers and good for app developers. There we go. See, that's Sorry. what I thought. Uh, yeah, anyway, <clears throat> uh, like I was saying, Windows 11 was released, uh, came out, you know, yeah. all that. But Microsoft also announced at the same time as the Windows 11 release a way for app developers to keep a big chunk of their revenue. And unfortunate for game developers, that revenue split won't apply to games. That sucks. Um, yeah. 
In a post on a Windows blog, Microsoft shared its pricing splits across the Microsoft Commerce platform. According to the post, starting July 28th, app developers will be able to bring their own or a third-party commerce platform on their apps. And if they do so, they won't need to pay the Microsoft any fee. They can keep 100% of their revenue. Initially, this gave the impression that game developers putting their games out on the Microsoft Store would be able to claim all of the revenue without any microtransactions or in-game purchases. However, a second post from the Windows blog clarifies that this isn't exactly the case. You'll also have more revenue sharing options, uh, such as keeping 100% when you bring your own commerce platform from the store for your app. Uh, this does not include PC games. Mm. Yep. Uh, in all, it shouldn't come as a surprise that game developers won't be able to keep all the revenue from their in-game purchases. Other digital game storefronts, such as Steam and the Epic Game Store, respectively, have a 70-30 and an 88-12. Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck <laughs> Epic Game Store. Jesus. Yeah. Like, Microsoft is opting the same approach, offering an 88-12 revenue split between developers and itself. Which sucks. Hopefully, it, it develops better from there. Right. Uh, I don't know exactly, but it's just how Microsoft needs to make it needs to make its money for for helping uh develop not develop but distributing the games, um, <clears throat> to such a wide uh, base of people. Um, but speaking of games in Microsoft, Xbox uh, Game Pass is getting kind of an upgrade as Xbox Cloud Gaming on iOS arrives. Finally, and on Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and it's for everybody. Uh, the browser-based Xbox Cloud Gaming leaves the limited beta it's been in since the end of April and formally rolls out uh, an open beta for iPhone, iPad, and Windows 10 or Windows 11 PCs, uh, Microsoft announced uh, Monday. I think this might have been... Uh, yeah, this past Monday, yesterday. At the same time, the Backbone 1, my fa uh, favorite of the phone iPhone controllers that mimics the physical experience of the Nintendo Switch, such as the Razer Kishi, I have not heard of this thing, uh, joins the design for Xbox program uh, with specific features designed to make you feel more like you're playing on an Xbox or standalone device, uh, which is really cool. Uh, the Xbox Cloud Gaming Knee or Knee uh, Project Cloud X lets you play a subset of Xbox Game Pass games on a device other than a console by streaming them from the cloud, a la Google Stadia and NVIDIA GeForce. Now, <clears throat> it, like others, followed Amazon Luna's lead of using a web app in uh, Circumvent, Apple's App Store policies which effectively shut out cloud gaming apps. For Windows PC, it lets you play games for your system, might not otherwise have the power or space to run locally via Game Pass or PC. Um, the Backbone 1 will come out three free months of Game Pass Ultimate, saving $1 over Microsoft's own current promo for three months for $1. I've never heard of the Backbone 1. I want to see what this thing looks like. The Backbone controller? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, okay. I see how this thing works. All right, it's it's like a Nintendo Switch, um, but except it's like two controllers. You open it and you can put your phone literally between them, and that's how it works. And then you have the controllers on the side. So right. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, yeah. So the Backbone One gamepad uses a layout similar to, though slightly different from, that of Microsoft's own Xbox controllers. But Backbone software is one of the keys to its success and which makes the controller an easy update for current owners to get new features. It's compatible with all iPhones running on iOS 13 or later. 
So that's cool. I think it's cool that they're actually uh, bringing it, uh, having like a controller that you can use to plug into your iPhone or something like that, or like Android device, and that <clears throat> you'll be able to. Uh, or not, no, it's only on iOS. So, yeah, basically, just iPhone. Essentially, it's just giving you the small little uh, gamepad that you're able to play your games on your phone, essentially, from the cloud, which I think is really cool. I like that. Right. Especially if you have Game Pass, which has a multitude of games. And you only have, you get the same thing as it, you, it will come with three free months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate if you buy the Backbone one, which is really cool because that's $1 less than what it is is for uh, three months of X, uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, right now, they I think they run this thing for anybody who hasn't used Game Pass, is that you'll get, just get three months of it for $1, which is a really good deal for three months, honestly. So, yeah, I see you <laughs> downloading it and getting, getting set it up. Was on my, it was on my computer. I just needed to download a... Uh, uh, yeah, the desktop. Thing. Yeah. yeah desktop shortcut essentially i think it's cool i think game pass is a really cool thing and i like that um sony is taking the same lead with their store and um doing the same same idea a subscription-based ser uh, service that lets you play games and stuff like that um but yeah speaking of sony though we got some sony news Yes, yeah. we do. Yes, we do. We have a lot of Sony news, actually. Uh -huh. Like, uh, so Sony, according to the PlayStation boss, uh, said they're not in an arms race with Microsoft. So, uh... Everybody wants to believe it, but honestly, I don't think they're really at butting heads as much as people believe. Right, be. right. Like, the they're, they have pretty dedicated fan bases, and the switching isn't really, like... Uh -huh. a thing that much you know what i mean well back then uh, well b a while ago, back uh people were very heated about which one you would choose and stuff like that and what you played i guess now it's just like you can play what you want since crossplay is becoming more relevant and stuff like that well it was uh all about studio acquisitions from studio microsoft acquisitions? facebook's uh facebook and sony in arms races uh. to like scoop up to scoop up uh small studios you know oh, well, which is something that we'll be talking about here in just a second but yeah. um he w he said no that's not what it is we're not just picking them off so the other people can't have them uh they say sony is picking very specific choices when it comes to acquisitions and studios uh and i'm sure it's based on their work mm -hmm. you know uh they have to have a similar set of values similar creative ambitions and work very well together in their team so uh, uh, they're very, very targeted acquisitions of teams that we know well, he added, referring to Sony's acquisition of Housemark, which was announced today, which is what I'm about to talk about here in just a second. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Sony has finished, uh, has acquired Finnish developer Housemark after years of collaboration between the two companies. Housemark has most recently released the PS5 exclusive Returnal. Uh, the news was announced in the PlayStation blog where Herman Hulse, like I said, he was just on a, there was like a whole release. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he just went on about it. Uh, it was an undisclosed fee, uh, but I'm sure that it's probably uh, quite a bit of money. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they've been pushing technology and uh, wanting wanting to be on top of it. Yeah. You know, and if why why not just own the 
the place where you're making the games, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, especially when they're working so deeply with these with these teams, you know. And I'm sure that Sony saw something in them, like that they see in themselves. Returnal's uh, got a great great score. Metacritic gives it 86, 81 percent of people like this movie. Uh, not movie, jeez. <laughs> uh, video game. It says uh, it said somewhere that it had like an eight out of ten um, score. Yeah. 8 out of 10 score review from Yeah, uh, so they've re- Housemark has released Dead Nation, Resogun, Alienation, Nex Machina, Nex Machina, not Nex Machina. Yeah. yeah, Matterfall and Returnal as console exclusives for PlayStation. So they've been sucking their dicks for a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but, yeah, in uh, a very uh, funny way. You know yeah, I mean? but, but the, the thing is, is that they were meant to talk about this but they also leaked something else on i know that's what i'm saying like that so this is why where all the uh accusations were coming from uh of like an arms race for mm-hmm. acqui- studio acquisitions yeah but uh playstation japan has apparently leaked a blue point games acquisition uh a tweet from playstation japan's twitter account has potentially revealed that the company has acquired this uh which is the american studio behind demon souls and shadow of colossus remakes nice uh the now deleted tweet was spotted by reset era user mod is mods mods Mods. Yeah. As yeah. well as uh, Nibel on Twitter both posted independent images of the tweet, which shows Japanese text accompanied by artwork for Blue Point Games and the English text, Welcome, Welcome to the Family. family. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, it was, they it, sucked up Blue Point Games. I they think, sucked up Housemark. They weren't supposed to tell people that they got Blue Point Games. They were supposed Not to yet. say Housemark, but instead, instead they said Blue Point. So, oh well, they have these two two studios now. Um, so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So it's it's gonna be a short amount of time. I'm sure that they were probably waiting a few weeks for uh, whenever they drop their surprise date for their freaking state of play yeah, or whatever the hell they're gonna do this summer. Honestly, yeah. but uh, Blue Point Games was founded in 2006 and has built a reputation on producing top tier remakes of beloved games. Uh, its latest game, Demon Souls, is a cutting-edge recreation of From Software's 2009 cult classic and released to rave reviews. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, good to know. Um, since we're talking about... Ac- well, it's not even... It is kind of an acquisition for a person. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I guess an acquisition of a person. Acquisition of a person. It's Valhalla's... Assassin's Creed Valhalla's director. Um, <laughs> apparently is leaving Ubisoft. For EA Motive. I told you this, and then you had a face. You made a face. Yeah, I know. It doesn't sound real. Like, <laughs> uh, but I guess they offered him money. Uh, seven months after launching, Assassin's Creed Valhalla continues to be the massive success for Ubisoft. I haven't played it in a while, and I want to get back to it. I feel like I want to get back to this. Don't. <laughs> Among Us. Among Us has finally Among came us. to Game, game Pass. Uh I know, right? Um, so but, excited. Yeah, the game continues to have a life, a long lifespan ahead of it, thanks to its continuous support from Ubisoft. It's getting uh, its DLC uh, soon, Wrath of the Druids. Um, the development cycle for Assassin's Creed Valhalla wasn't a normal one for many reasons. The development saw a few high-profile members of the team depart, both on their own accord and those who were forced out, with the most high-profile being former creative director... Ashraf Ishmael, uh, who was fired after reported sexual misconduct charges appeared online. Uh, on a different 
completely different note, narrative director Darby McDevitt announced that he was leaving Ubisoft after a decade to join with Illogica months after the launch and success of the game. Changes are again afoot for the popular series of Assassin's Creed Valhalla game director Eric Baps. Jesus. Baptizat has left Ubisoft Baptizat. to join Electronic Arts. Yeah, Baptizat has been in Ubisoft for 16 years, having a helping hand in some of the most popular Assassin's Creed games, uh, including Black Flag. In addition, Baptizat uh, has held a senior role with Assassin's Creed Origins, a soft reboot of the series, which added an RPG mechanics and stuff like that. Um, neither Baptizat or EA has commented publicly about the move. Uh, which was completed apparently far back as April. He joins EA Motive, a studio that has been in the press for a few weeks now thanks to the rumored unannounced project it is working on, uh, which is probably maybe, maybe a Star Wars game, which is going to maybe have microtransactions, um, <clears throat> because, of course, it's EA and everything is money. Um, so, yeah cool i guess i don't know i like valhalla i thought it was great i just got to get back into it honestly that's pretty much it uh, right yeah but it sucks to see that another director is leaving especially for ea of all things i know like that's really like the the depressing part like yeah ugh, so sad but something that's not so sad uh so we got a video game coming out for demon slayer uh, so, Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles, has been confirmed for a Western release. Ooh. So, that's exciting. It's a video game adapt adaptation of uh, the popular anime series. It's officially heading over here. Uh, it, it stars all the characters, you know, Tanjiro and Osuke. And, uh... uh It'll bring back both the English and Japanese voice, Zenitsu. Zenitsu, yeah. Yeah, with, uh... I can't remember his sister's name. Nezuko. Yeah, Nezuko. Yeah. I was gonna go, ugh, I was gonna scream it too. I was like, Nezuko <laughs> Just fucking scream it. Uh, it says it's gonna bring back the English and Japanese voice actors. And they will reprise their roles. That's exciting. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's just a game that follows along uh, uh, the first season, it says, literally. It will pit Chanjiro in a series of duels against powerful demons, and it will also include head-to-head -head local and online multiplayer. Nice. Yeah. Um, CyberConnect2, a studio well-known for its anime adaptations, is handling Demon Slayer. Kometsu no Yaiba, the Hinakami Chronicles development. CyberConnect2 has previously worked on Naruto games, uh, as well as Dragon Ball Z Kakarot yeah. and the Dot .hack series, which I have Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and a Dot .hack, yeah, a dot, dot hack uh, uh -huh. series game. Yeah. Like, sitting right here. Dot .hack. Dot slash GU. <laughs> dot .hack slash GU. Right there. Uh, but, uh... Yeah, that's funny. I yeah. have two of those. I have the it's My Hero a, Academia game too. Uh, it's being developed for all all consoles and PC. all consoles. Seventy bucks. It will release as, uh, October fifteenth. Sega is releasing a sixty dollar version. Uh yeah, so, uh, the physical release for sixty dollars. There's the early access to the game, which will feature special cosmetics for seventy dollars. So yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Well, look, I, I, there doesn't have. I don't think it has anything. No, it does have a trailer for it. I'll have to watch it at some point. Um, it's just a fighting game. Yeah, but it'll be cool to see. Right. Uh, speaking of fighting games, Halo, Halo multiplayer specifically. 
is very big on its fight. And uh, Halo's multiplayer, a lot of people have been saying, oh, it's going to have battle passes. Well, that's just being microtransactions and stuff like that. Well, no. <clears throat> the battle pass is optional. You don't have to have it, and it's not going to make you w play better in the game. It is f just cosmetics. That's all it is. And the battle passes do not expire, so they will be there uh, whenever you want to buy them, essentially. So, yeah, essentially that's good. Um, but this is the other thing. For the battle passes is essentially you do not have to grind as much as you think you will. So as, so what's happening is they're making it more smoothly uh, more smoothly that you won't have to do play the game so much. And it's going to take so long for you to get, get through the battle pass and get all those cosmetics, essentially. They're making it so that you can just kind of like get through it without just the heavy grind, which I like that as well. Instead of like you having to wait out and do certain things and stuff like that. Uh, but also, the multiplayer is going to feature its own ongoing story. So Halo Infinite story won't just be confined to adventures of John Master, uh, of Master Chief and his holographic girlfriend. Infinite's multiplayer will also tell an ongoing sci-fi tale creative head Joseph Staten suggested in his blog post this week. <clears throat> this is a fairly beefy update. 343 dove deeper into some of the features revealed in Halo Infinite at three the E3's multiplayer showcase. The team explains how the companion Halo Waypoint app has been reworked so to let you customize your sport and out of game. The and outlines the thinking behind the game's permanent battle passes with live stream designer. Uh, design director uh, Ryan Paredes calling the traditional model not fun and not player for wait what oh yeah calling the traditional model not fun and not player first essentially they're just making a jab at how battle passes uh uh that work right now aren't really meant to be player first it's meant to be like you get you pay for it and you have to work your way through it maybe also in the battle pass it'll give you something that's like a leg up essentially like uh how warzone from what i know you have to pay for certain guns and whatnot for warzone like uh you don't have to pay for guns you don't have to but no but like there's some really cool ones that are definitely op at times uh -huh. And, uh, Essen yeah. Essentially, they're gonna just give you all the guns. You're just gonna have to buy... You're just buying it for cosmetic stuff. Right, right. Is, that's, which, li that's literally what it is. Yeah. In, in the same way that you would buy an emote... Yeah, the uh, they want, it says right here, we want the pass to be supplemental reward steam for you, for the time you weren't just, uh, were already putting into the game. I, for one, can't stand it when I'm playing a game just to complete the battle pass. It feels like a chore to me, essentially, as they say. But at the end of the post, Halo veteran Staten closes by saying the Infinity's multiplayer will play out its own continuation of a wired, wider narrative each season, season, pushing the storage forward a little forward further. It isn't common for uh, a first-person shooter uh, see Fort Fortnite's constant twist and turns, uh, but as it turns out for Halo, which is largely treated multiplayer as its own self-contained thing, uh, so it's cool to see that it's going to have a story that develops over time. Right. Uh, and maybe as they add more maps and stuff like that that you can deploy on, those will be tied into the story and whatnot, uh, which will be really cool to see. Um, it, there's also, it says at the center of our plans is the goal of to deeply root your multiplayer char character into the larger Halo universe and give them a vital active role in the Halo story moving forward. Uh, how exactly we're going to do this in each seasons and years ahead? Well, we're not ready to share details just yet. 
the first season, dubbed Heroes of Reach, will kick off with what sounds like the return of the site of Halos and Sight and Tragedy, Reach itself. Um, free week-long events will push the seasons forward with themed cosmetics and their own reward tracks, while fracture events will sporadically appear to break canon with things sa- uh, with things like samurai power armor and such. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, while I was sitting here, I just bought Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> it's only one dollar for I three know, months. Only so a, yeah, it works well, out. No, I didn't get the one with the Xbox Gold because that's the ultimate. Uh, that, that's for that's for ultimate. So like, if you if you look like oh, you, I see what for you just for PC, you get one month for a dollar, and then the rest are nine ninety nine. Uh, but with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you get Xbox Live and you get oh, the Game okay. Pass, I see, I see, I see, and I see. you can play on Android. But I just need it for you PC. You just need it for PC. Yeah, yeah and I don't need sense. an Xbox Live. Well, you got account. a bunch of games to play now. So right. if you, you you were looking through the games. A bit, yeah, yeah, you know. I was. I was like, I don't mean to be distracted. No, 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 just, you're good. like, looking through the games uh, real quick. Uh, Staten claims the first season takes place during a transformative moment in the story and seems excited with by the possibility to explore the setting beyond the Master Chief, an old soldier who could probably do with a permanent nap. <laughs> Which is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like literally he could do with a permanent freaking nap. Yeah, he's been through so much shit. Too much shit. <laughs> um, but speaking of games coming out, uh, uh, recently Bethesda announced Starfield. They showed some a little teaser for it and whatnot. And it's working on a new engine that they have, but also they kind of, they never talked about Elder Scrolls Six, which sucks. But uh, recently, just a little bit ago, they said that Elder Scrolls Six is going to be using the same engine as Starfield, so that's good to hear. Right. Uh, it has been over three years since the reveal of Elder Scrolls Six at e3 2018 and fans are still don't have any another trailer to watch instead hopeful players cling on to the rumors theories and occasional interview with someone in the industry todd howard himself gave a small update about the game in an interview with the telegraph confirming the game's development uh, status and a few new details that the fans didn't know Unfortunately, this news wasn't necessarily the greatest, and fans now feel more certain that they won't see the next Elder Scrolls games for years to come. Honestly, I expected this because I feel like they're working on so many. New, they're working on other new things at the moment. I like I said, I'm not gonna see this fucking game until I'm 30, like, and I'll be 27 this year. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's pretty much what I was expecting. Well, you know what? At least they're they're taking some time with it. Well, I'm okay with that. I'd rather wait for uh, oh. uh, the next chapter in a game that I've played, you know, yeah. a million fucking times. It's wor- so essentially countless he- hundreds of hours spent oh, yeah. playing Skyrim. Yeah, me too. Uh, essentially, he said that Elder Scrolls Six is in the interview and that it will use the same engine as Starfield. It's dubbed Creation Engine Two. Um, this is will be the new technological base used for Bethesda games moving forward. For those that do not know, Bethesda has used the creation engine for Skyrim, Fallout 4, and Fallout 76. So this is going to be a, a essentially a better engine to run on for their newer games. Right. Um, which is which will be hopefully it'll make it look even more beautiful and next gen and next gen. Hopefully not as buggy and stuff like that. Right. Uh, yeah, but it'll also, and maybe more implementations for. Uh, yeah, you got a lot of you're looking through all the games that you have right now and they have bethesda games all over i know i was like fallout 76 looks sack 
Yeah, don't. <laughs> you, I, you said don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't feel like you would like yeah. it. I don't think as, as a starter Fallout game. I feel like seventy six. Not seventy six is not the best one. Enter the Gungeon. Enter the Gungeon is fun as fuck. That's a really fun one. Essentially, it's just a dungeon crawler where you shoot guns, but each enemy is bullet themed. So we got five fucking five nets at Freddy's games. Like yeah, Jesus Forza Christ. Horizon, Frostpunk. Anyways, I got <laughs> off Sorry. track. Yeah, I know, I know. You're like, you're looking through the games. You're like, I want to look through the games too. And we're just going to be sitting here silently for like five uh-huh. minutes as I just scroll down slowly. Uh, What else did he say? Oh, oh yeah. Grim Fandango remastered. <clears throat> uh-huh. Yeah, I, I played some of that. I didn't get to finish it all the way. I didn't get to finish that game either. It got hard. Yeah, well, it, it just, it doesn't give you much of like stuff to like... Figure out it's where to go. It's a PlayStation game. That's yeah. why. Like, um, but essentially, uh, like I said, it's going to be on a new engine, which is good news for this for Elder Scrolls Six. Uh, but this is not the greatest news. Howard confirms that the game is still in its design phase, as the primary focus at Bethesda at the moment is Starfield, because Starfield has been like twenty five years in the making, or something like right. that. Right. Or it's like for, first five. First original IP in 25 years. So, yeah, they're going to take their time with Starfield and try to flush this one out. Um, Let's write an IP. Write an IP. (laughs) (laughs) We just make it sound easy. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's write an IP. Come on, guys. Um, But essentially, yeah, so work is technically being done on both games simultaneously, but it's still pretty clear that Starfield will, of course, come first. And it is going to be a PC Xbox exclusive. Um so yeah uh like you said we probably won't see elder scroll 6 until you're 30 or <laughs> 20 and, and at part after 25 and stuff like that which is fine uh i mean i'll wait for it it's not like it's that big of a thing to me um even though that skyrim was a big game for me when i played it uh, a long time ago when it came out um <clears throat> oh yeah also starfield comes out i think next year on the uh the xbox s- on xbox but on the same date that skyrim came out on that's funny september 11 no november 11th 2022 two days so before a- my birthday 11 years after the 11 years after skyrim came out on also november 11th 2011 so oh no it'll be 12 years right am i wrong no, it came out years. in two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven, so yeah. twenty twenty two. Yeah, eleven years. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that's a pretty much it for that one. Um, right, and then we come to some real sad news that we're gonna end today's show with. Uh, so, uh, if you've played Fallout Four, there is a character called Dogmeat who is basically like your best friend in the game. He is the first companion you ever meet. Uh, and he is a dog that will never die, uh, and he does a bunch of things for you. And the, he was modeled after a real-life dog, which was... Named River. Named River, but as fortunately, which is very sad, uh, River has officially passed away, which um, is uh, very, very sad, because, like, dog meat is everybody. In my opinion, it's either... The cop- best character. <laughs> the best character. The best one- character arc. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, but dog meat essentially is just, like your dog companion for the game you can you can have one companion dog meat is could be one of them or you could have a companion that talks dog meat doesn't talk uh so (laughs) right um but yeah he's one of the better ones um it says uh the news was shared by fallout 4 senior direct designer joel burgess on his twitter 
which honored her image, her life with images, beside the heat scene stories, and much more. Um, there is uh, some stuff like modders have come out of the way. I've seen Fallout seventy six builds for camps and stuff. Right. Uh, memor- memorializing river and stuff like that. So yeah, like there people, the people are really uh, going out of their way to mourn for a dog that uh, had a major place in um, Fallout four. Yeah. 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 So rest in peace, River. Rest and in peace, uh, yeah. I think that's it on news today. Unless you had something else. To I was, add. I'm reading. I'm reading into it. They 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 uh, went to develop her markings. Happened to work really well for the pose read and facial expression. Right. So they used her facial expression and stuff. They used her voice as dog means audio, even distress calls. Uh, yeah. So very sad. Oh look, Halo games. <laughs> I know, like all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, everything. It, there are hundreds of games for for uh, Hollow Knight is very fun. Hollow Knight is so much fun. Hello neighbor. Hello neighbors on there. Human just, fall flat. Yeah, why don't we just end this podcast and then look at games uh-huh, for a couple minutes? Essentially, but yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll be back next week, uh, and then the week after that, we'll probably have something up instead of this. True that. Yep. True that. <laughs> So, so uh, be excited for that content. Mm-hmm. Until then, stay fresh, homie. Stay frosty. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Spitting Nonsense Podcast. If you enjoyed anything we talked about and want to support or talk to us, we have included all the links you need at the Spitting Nonsense Podcast on Discord. The link is posted in the description. Thanks again for listening.